Hi, I'm Margie. Hi, I'm Michelle. Welcome to God in the Real World. Avatar, may her baba ki jay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of God in the Real World. I am your host, Margie Connor, and I'm here with my lovely, incredible, dashing, I mean, that's not the right word, but <laughs> I like, no, dashing is perfect. <laughs> Amazing co-host, Michelle McKeever. Hi, everybody. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we tuned on. We've had some crazy life stuff happening, but we're very happy to be back. Margie, and this is also the start of our third season. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's so wild to think about that people have listened to us for three seasons. And <laughs> people cared. It's enough. amazing for us. <laughs> now we get to set the length of the seasons, but still, you know, this, yeah. is, this <laughs> is we could have three episodes and it would be three seasons. But... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um Michelle and I, we actually want to start, we are going to start a new series with this season but I didn't have time to sort of get that going so I wanted to do the first podcast is just a normal one but after this episode we're going to do a beads on one string series which is basically where we talk to people from all different kinds of um, walks of faith and um, different life beliefs and kind of see what their relationship to God in the real world is and we have to give Michelle credit for that because that was totally her idea but I'll give it back to Baba then (laughs) we have that coming but for today, um, Michelle and I are going to talk about um, navigating trauma uh, with Baba and how to kind of hold on to him. And really, you know, you can't escape pain in the gross world and kind of how to navigate that on along the spiritual path. Mm. So we found a really beautiful quote um, that was, so this quote was, um, Baba said, during the, I have to see what time, well, it was during the blue bus tours when they were looking for musts and um, he was putting them through some real trials and tribulations um, to find the musts. And this was a quote that Baba gave. He said, traveling with me is both full of joy and hardships. Joy in the sense that you have the privilege of my company and are able to enjoy the benefits of my explanations Hardship in the sense that there is plenty of work to be done, and I am a hard taskmaker when it comes to locating and contacting the different musts. I think Michelle and I kind of both decided this was the perfect quote because it Mm -hmm. sums up what life with Baba is. You know, he makes our lives so challenging, and Michelle, I'm going to ask you how how he's made your life challenging and how (laughs) he's worked you through it in like about 30 seconds. But the thing with him is, Although it is so hard and so painful and we experience from the worldly aspect, real traumas, it is such a joy because we have him with us the entire time. And then also he's the one who's asking us to do the work and put us in these hardships and what, you know, we have to, it's, it's what we need in order to find who we truly are. Mm. Mm, I love that. (laughs) So Michelle, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna tell tell you about my trauma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think, like, first of all, just acknowledging. First, want to say, like, this is like a heavier subject, and so, like, totally fine if you want to opt out of listening to this one. Um, for anybody listening, um, that's your like full jet get out of jail free card. Um, and I think like the beautiful thing about like 
being on the spiritual path with Baba and tra- and like navigating trauma as we all do. We all have big and little traumas that we experience in our lives. Um, I do find that like there's always space, not maybe not always, but met- most of the time space for joy mm-hmm. um, is part of the process of experiencing trauma with Baba. Like afterward, there's some sort of like lightness that comes. Um, and I think for me, like, you know, I feel like I've been really going through it physically for the past few years in my body. Um, like, I think those kind of experiences, especially this year, I would say like having a concussion, as you all know, um, from trampoline dodgeball, um, <laughs> well, you know, was definitely a funny way to get a concussion, but like really going through some like actual physical, like trauma and like the aftermath of like healing from a concussion which just like is a lot and then having really really intense COVID where that whole experience was very traumatic and being isolated and having to go to the hospital and like all this stuff and so I feel like in all of that um and in all of the other instances where I've experienced like trauma and I'm defining trauma as like those experiences that knock you off of your center um Mm. and so those can be like really little things that happen like we there's like there's a spectrum of trauma um and or they can be kind of really massive massive more traditional viewpoints of trauma um so you know things like you know a loved one's death or like an injury or um things like that um but i think through all of this I feel like having the foundation of Baba and having the knowledge that like, I am not alone um, in like a very deep spiritual sense is what carries me through. And I think that's what like, through all of the teachings, you know, that I have read the limited teachings, I would say that I have read of Baba's, but from like, the being a part of a community that loves and cares about each other. It just reminds me in those moments where, when I do experience trauma, where I do go through traumatic events, like it just reminds me that I'm not like, I still have that foundation of not being alone. And so that keeps calling me back. Um, yeah. What else am I missing? What else am I missing? Well, I just have to say, I, you know, it, it comes up, I feel like it's a theme of your life with Baba and it comes up so much over our podcast. And I feel so lucky to hear the examples of it, but whenever Baba shows you like your core feeling and core desire that you're not alone, it just makes my heart feel so full when you share that. Mm. So thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm glad. Um, I mean, it's like a thing, right? And like, that doesn't yeah. mean, like the other thing I'll say is like, <clears throat> It doesn't mean I don't sometimes feel alone. Like it's this weird, like it's this weird, like duality, like dichotomy, like where like, like sometimes I feel like utterly alone, like as like in terms of like physical human proximity or like, I feel like all my friends hate me and everybody, nobody likes me. You know, like I have that part of my mental health journey, but there's, there's still just like something like again, it's like a foundation. And sometimes maybe there's rubble on top of the foundation and I can't look through the the rubble to see the foundation, but it's still there. Um, And I think that's just like a really, it's just a really special experience of faith, I would say. 
it's so beautiful I feel so lucky to watch it and that that I don't really think you do it on purpose or like you mean to (laughs) but you always say it in the same way when you're looking for a way to explain your relationship with Baba you're always like to know I'm not alone and yeah it's just so nice how Baba confirms that outwardly so much I love that anyway (laughs) um so I have a I guess a question to kind of elaborate on this and something that in my own journey it was somewhere that I went really wrong for a long time is Mm. this kind of dichotomy that, you know, when you're on a spiritual path, we're supposed to be these spiritual beings that are unaffected by anything. And our love is like a candle in a windless place. But what that actually creates, if we're not there truly and wholeheartedly is this cycle of repression and then kind of this shame around having, having to navigate this trauma And so, Mm. you know, I had a relationship with Baba for a long time where Baba was only good and he was up on a pedestal and because I didn't want to look at my shit, so to speak. Yeah. And so I would just love to hear like your experience of navigating that. Like how, how do you call yourself a spiritual aspirant when you're in the depths of being lonely, for example, or, you know, feeling like you have no friends and, and all that. Oh, can you ask the first part of your question again? Yeah, if I can. So the, like the, how do you deal with the dichotomy of the mm. idea that we are supposed to be these like steady, yes, steady okay, yeah. flames. Yeah. In a windless yeah. place. I feel like what I have just fully accepted, I would say the past like three years have really, really nailed this point home for me. I have like, gotten to this point of full acceptance and just like it is now one of my core beliefs that two things can be true at once Mm, um and this plays into that a little bit like I like I just like wholeheartedly believe that can be true many things can be true at once like but I I will say to myself like very often like two both can be true and I think in this world of you know I am a deeply spiritual person but I'm also deeply rooted in the practical human world um not that spirituality isn't practical so I'll say the human world like I'm very deeply grounded in my uh the (laughs) the you know this creation world we live in and I'm also deeply rooted in like a spiritual faith-based world and I think that it's hard to be in both it's actually exhausting at times um and I feel like that's the way of the spiritual path for me Um, And we've talked about this before, like there are some people who like their, like the, their, their balance is going to be more spiritual path, less like, you know, I'm thinking about like monks or pre like people who are in these, like, even to some extent, like people who serve at like the Baba Center and things like that, even though that's a little different because you still are very active in the practical, you know, I'm going to keep saying practical, but the human world as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like, I feel like I have realized the times that I am most my spiritual self is when I'm most being re- my real self. And when I'm most my real self, I'm also pretty like human and messy and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so like that for me is a big part of how I like manage that, like that, like that duality between like, Oh, to be spiritual, you have to like have it together and like let things roll off your back with the like 
I'm a human person who experiences all the things that like humans should experience. And I liken it to like, I say to myself, like I am consistently working on self betterment and self love and my like, you know, growing as a human being. So like, that's okay. It's okay for me to be messy. It's okay for me to feel lonely. It's okay for me to feel mad. It's okay for me to feel sad. Like, because I also know that I am like grounded on a path of like personal and spiritual development. Mm. That makes sense. I feel like I went a little. No, it, it totally makes sense. I was <laughs> with you all along. <laughs> I th- but also it like brings in this whole idea that like, you know, you can go through all this trauma, so to speak, I guess, you know, you're not really experiencing so much trauma. I think in my head, trauma is something that like, makes a deep imprint in our soul mm-hmm. you know it can be little or big but it still creates a deep imprint yeah and so like maybe here as adults we're not experiencing the same kind of trauma that we did when we were kids for example and have to go through the same pain and cycles of death and rebirth but day to day baba uses all of that to do that work on us so that we can get to the point where we actually are a steady flame in a windless yeah. space. And I think we, I think as humans, we make the mistake of trying to skip over the work and just get to the yeah. result. Yeah. And that's just like, not really fun. Um, <laughs> like, to be honest, like, I think about that, like, I think about that a lot. Like, and I think about, you know, there's this whole movement in spirituality of like transcendentalism, right. And kind of like, you know, and I, and I think even in the Baba community, like they're like, we we have all probably felt fallen victim to this at different times of being like, Oh, I'm just going to let it go. No worries, no worries. But the reality is it's for many of us, it's not always genuine, right? Mm-hmm. Like the letting it oh, go, yeah. the like, no worries, don't worry, be happy. Like it's because we are humans who are working through like sanskaras, karma, like all the stuff we're working through. And so in some moments, it's not as easy as just saying, don't worry, be happy, right? Mm-hmm. In some, like, you know, we talked about that, that full quote, like do your best, then don't worry, be happy in Baba's love. He will help you. Right. And I think that like end part, it's like he will be happy because he will help you not be happy. Just like happy, go lucky, like happy because he will help you and you still have to put in the effort. Wow. I never like looked at it. I mean, yeah, I never came came through me. (laughs) Um, No, that's amazing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like Baba, you shouldn't be happy because he's going to make your life perfect. Mm-mm. you know you're you're telling him you're deciding for him what he's gonna do and again it's like saying. not this like you know I think I think when we like shorten quotes like which we obviously always do right like but it also takes them out of context and then they become sayings right and then they become mm-hmm. these things that kind of lose their meaning and I love don't worry be happy like don't get me wrong like absolutely love it like would get it tattooed on my body And (laughs) I think it's really important to like always to be putting it back in context because I think it can be used as a way, especially I would say in trauma or in dealing Mm -hmm. with like really intense situations in life. Like I have heard that quote 
be weaponized before to like make somebody feel bad about the experiences that they're having or the feelings that they're having. Right. And I think that it's like, it's like, Oh, just don't worry, be happy. And it's like, okay. But like, I am like processing something very traumatic. Like I need to go through it. And then it's like, Oh, but like, are you doing your best? Yes. You're showing up. You're trying to do your best. Then you can like be, don't worry, be happy because Baba is helping you through that right not exactly where you're supposed to be meaning like let go of your worries and smile it means like you can have faith that even as you go through the difficulties he's there sorry I Mm -hmm. cut you off no that's okay you were saying I mean it's you know you yes that's exactly what it is and that quote often made me like I never liked that Baba quote because I was like well that doesn't make any sense like why would Baba and then you run into this whole kind of idea that I think has been one that's throughout the history of the world, which is if God was so good, why would there be suffering? Yeah. You know, and then, so how do you answer that question? And it's like, why do we have to go through these traumas? Like I can look at my own life and there have been, now I'm like, I'm honestly not grateful because I don't think you ever need to experience trauma, but I am grateful because of how Baba taught me in those moments. Yeah. Like, I don't think that you, it should ever be like, oh, I want to experience this terrible thing because <laughs> no, I want to be spiritually inclined or yeah, wanna, right. you know, grow spiritually. But it like, if it happens, it happens and there's beauty in it. But I, I remember like when I was kind of going through like my own dark night of the soul, just like crying out to Baba and being so angry. Like, why the heck did you do this to me? Like, why, why did you have to make it that I that I that I had to experience this and go through this and then finally at the end of it I saw because it was like in his infinite compassion he did this because he knows it's the only way that we're going to learn this lesson or you know whatever lesson he needs to teach us and I think for so many of us we only learn when we're really forced to I know like for me the the lessons that I just learned you know, going back through my childhood and really feeling everything and experiencing everything. I don't care what someone did to me. They could have locked me in a room for (laughs) freaking 36 hours and like whatever Mm -hmm. and tortured me. And I still would have refused to learn this lesson. But Baba had to create this scenario and have me be born to the scenario so that I could learn one simple lesson, which I can sum it up now uh, into like, he had to teach me the gift of discernment. Mm. And I never would have learned that had I just went about my daily life with an average amount of pain. He had to yep. give me such an intense gift of pain and desperation. Meanwhile, he, like you say, he would never left me alone. Like I can look back in my life and see how Baba, he knew how painful it was going to be for me. And he stayed with me. And even if showing his love meant making me feel isolated and like I didn't have him, he yep. still played that role so that I could learn that lesson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. I love that way of thinking about it as like, what do you, what did you need to learn? Mm. You know? Um, and that doesn't, again, and I also like what you said about like, it doesn't mean that it had to happen that way. Right. Like, and I do, I like, or like, that we have to experience these situations in order to learn lessons. Like, you know, I'm not about like creating false, unnecessary suffering. Um, you should never go looking for suffering. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think 
I think one of the beauties of thing of, of being able to have some sense of like connection with something greater than yourself, whether it be Baba, whether it be any other, you know, higher entity or your higher self is like, it's really helpful in those situations where you do experiencing something terrible that you're able to like put it into some context of like, okay, I'm not a victim to the situation. I'm not a victim to my life. What can I, what can I gain after I've processed some of the like wounds, right? Or after I've healed a little bit of from the wounds. And I think that like, I mean, I, <laughs> I, my friend posted this meme the other day, like being like, I won't say the thing because it's pretty, it's a little inappropriate, but <laughs> basically like the P, PG version of it is like, how are people out here just like going through life? Like no faith, no, no tarot cards, no, like, no <laughs> crystals. Like how are, how are people just like making it through without any of that? And I was, I sent her back and I was like, I honestly don't understand. And this is not to like fault, like, most of my best friends are atheists and love them to death and like, like God bless them. But I'm like, I honestly, because some of the situations that I feel like have happened to me and I feel, you know, I know the similar dream mark. I'm like, like if I didn't have faith, like I actually don't know how I would explain them. <laughs> like, you know, it's so, when you say that it's my, so my partner, he's not a Bible lover and he, he's very intuitive, but he's not spiritual at all. and does not believe in God. And when I like told him my whole life story, he never really understood why I loved Baba so deeply. Yeah. And from just like, just a purely like <laughs> sort of mind place, he looked at me and he was like, I understand why you follow this guy. Cause if you didn't, you would have gone absolutely schizophrenic. No, like seriously. <laughs> and I think that that's like, you know, I, you know, I, I like to say like, I have no idea if we're right. You know, like I real, you know, I do feel on a spiritual level that I am, but you know, at the end of the day, who knows what's going to happen Yeah, there's no proof. when it's the end of the line for us, you know, and I'm totally fine with that because this is what helps get me through <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't hurt anybody else. It's not exclusive. It's not superior. It's just what works for me and for people that I love and care about. It's what works for them. Um, and like, and I think that like, it's especially I feel like why faith becomes really important to me is through the being able to heal from trauma, you know, from unpleasant events from, you know, faith is also important and like up making me be able to experience joy in a stronger way. But it's really mm. through the like healing process and the getting back to like, what is the reality of the world and of the life that I want to create? Yeah. I think also there's, so you and I are talking about right now a little bit more about like what it's like after you go through a trauma or after you heal from a trauma, mm -hmm. but when you're in it, so when you're healing, there is a lot of stuff that isn't, I love God. I love my relationship with God. It's mm -hmm. a lot of the opposite. And I think what, so I can speak from my own experience here. One of the biggest lessons that Baba taught me through this process of healing um, from this from I would say my my childhood is that he is everywhere you know, yes. and he's not just everywhere he's not ever present as this beautiful loving figure he actually is the he is the evil mm. and I think in this process of trauma a lot of us 
I can, I can only speak for myself here, but I created this idea that God was limited to only good and he was just going to help me get through the bad. Yeah. I wasn't viewing it as I can be angry at Baba. I can curse at Baba. I can hate Baba. Yep. And that, so when you're in those moments, it's so important to understand that you should, you can't be shameful Nope. Of having all those things. And <laughs> I'm just like, yep, nope, yep. Yeah, you're like, I'm there. <laughs> I feel you. You know, because Bob, like, again, I've used this quote so many times on this podcast, but at some point you have to look upon the hideous face of God and not turn away. Yeah. And I think that trauma, this word trauma, you know, but it's really the experience of pain is the way that Baba teaches us that because who, who wants to look upon the hideous face of God? If you're not forced to, not why would you? I mean, God is so beautiful. Yeah, but I think it's really, it, I think it is really important. Like, because it's not idealized, right? Mm. Like, and that's a big thing. That's a big thing that I think relates to all this. Like, it's not the spiritual path. Like you were talking about, like how, like the expectations that, you might have held or we all probably hold at some point of like what being a spiritual person looks like like it's that's pretty idealized right that you're going to be like zen about everything the reality is life is not that way you know oh yeah not at all it's like the total opposite I actually think that through my relationship with Baba I am way less Zen. <laughs> Zen. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I don't know how these, like, I don't know how these people who are like, you know, kind of come to spirituality and they have like this idealized. I'm like, I don't even know how they're maintaining composure right now. <laughs> no, like literally. <laughs> and th- but I think that that's such a thing because, like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe this, this is also, I will say like fully from our perspective, right. Where we align on this and maybe, you know, others can provide different perspectives on this too. But like, I just think that like, it's that authenticity piece. It's that reality piece. It's that knowing and trusting that being messy is a part of like the human experience. It's a part of the living with God. And it's not like, everything is not meant to look perfect all the time. It's not meant to like, be like, almost like whitewashed. Like it's meant to be like experiential. It's meant to be different. It's meant to be like unpleasant. Every color of the rainbow. Yeah. Like, and I think, yeah, exactly. And like, and vibrant, but dark at times, you know, like, (laughs) and I think that just like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that that I have tried m- many a time in my life to be on the more of the, like, you know, like life is good. We got to consistently like, just like make ourselves like happy all the time. And like, that's what I'm going for. And if I'm not happy, then I hate myself. Like, you know, it's like starts this loop. And I think it's really hard to maintain because we are supposed to be constantly evolving and changing. Like it would be pretty boring if you found out how to live like a happy life all the time and, you know, always yeah. be perfect. Like I honestly like truly would rather take my like mentally ill, insane self <laughs> and like, <laughs> um, like just like live my chaotic life. Like I think that that's like 
because you do it, I think with the faith and with the spirituality and the grounding specifically that I've experienced with Baba, it's a grounding, it's a grounded mm-hmm. chaos or grounded, you know, insanity that I live in. And that feels to me so manageable because I've got Baba. Yeah. I think also there's like this, you know, this is just true. You know, anyone who argues this, I'm sorry, you're wrong. But <laughs> um, this is just true that if you don't feel the feelings, you are going to feel the feelings anyway. Yeah. So like if you if you go about your life trying to be like, oh, well, uh, I'm just happy all the time. You're still feeling all the feelings, but it's manifesting in all these negative ways. Maybe it's like lack of intimacy in relationships or lack of ability to, um, you know, uh, kind of go after what you what your true bliss is. And what I found with Baba is if you listen to him every step of the way, what he doesn't, you know, what I've kind of found in my own life is he doesn't necessarily want us to be waiting to feel sad. You know, it's not what my own guidance from him doesn't say, okay, it's time to be sad, but it's what it's more like when it is time to work something out and then you're accepting of everything he gives you. At times he will give you sadness. At times he will give you anger and then it's gone. That's mm. what the beautiful part about it is, is if you don't fight it, I've found that if I just feel it when Baba brings it up himself in me, then it's gone and it doesn't rule me. And I actually get back to that place of like spiritual alignment, so to speak. Yeah. But also on that, I think you can still feel him in alignment, experiencing like the anger and the sadness, yeah. as long as you do it, turning it over to him and knowing that it's what he's calling for. Yeah. Not because you're overly attacked. You know, there's a difference between becoming the emotion and feeling the emotion. Yeah. When you feel the emotion, you're still settled in who you are. And as God, you know, you still know that you're Baba and that Baba is the one feeling it, yep. but you're just letting it pass through you. But then when you experience an emotion and you decide I am sad or I am angry or even I am happy, then what happens is we build an identity around that. And then we know our avatar, he has to come in and mess it all up. As he loves to do. Yeah. And like another incredible thing that Baba kind of showed me recently was if you look at Baba the man who we are, you know, we are Baba. Baba the man was just what he came to show us was the perfect expression of human, of godliness. And Baba was, excuse my French, fucking messy. Oh my God, yes. Like, and so when people get this idea of like, oh, to be godly. And he used to like, he used to like pick fights or start fights between people or like, you know, put them in situations that were difficult. Not as like torture, but as like, you got to learn from this. You know, he would like pair people up who he knew didn't get along so they could work their stuff out. Yeah. Like Baba, you know, and Bob also like not even the stuff that he did. Some of the stuff he did to the Mondali is insane. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like to, I'm, I'm very, I curate what people who haven't heard of Baba hear, like, you know, the stories they read. Right. Cause I'm like, God, they're going to think Baba's like some abusive person. But besides that, even if you look at Baba's personality, Baba was so moody and experienced every range of human experience that there is, including injury and um, like emotional turmoil and all of these other things. It wasn't like he just lived this perfect life and then somehow 
he had to navigate all of the human experience whilst maintaining godliness. And I think that's really what Baba shows us is the perfect example of how to be, how to, like what God looks like in the present. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's so true. Like, and I think, yeah, that's what I always keep like grounding myself back in. Like that he wasn't, he showed us how to be human, right? Which includes feeling and being all the things, you know, and experiencing like, and so did like, if you look at like, so did like, like Jesus is the other avatar I'm familiar with. Like, so did Jesus like Mm -hmm. show us how to, you know, suffer, going through suffering and pain, you know, but like Mm -hmm. how to do it as like, God can do it, only can do it, but like giving us a model and a template. And I think that that's like a really beautiful reminder that we forget (laughs) a lot. Yeah. And then also this other piece that, you know, you and myself, we love Baba. And I think a lot of our listeners love Baba and we don't love Baba any less because Baba was moody. In fact, it like makes us love him more. And I think what it what he gave us is this beautiful example that we are a lot of the reason people don't want to feel things and want to be happy all the time is because they want to be worthy of love, whether it's God's love or someone's love in their life. And when we realize that we are fully worthy of love because we are love itself, no matter what the emotional, physical expression of what we're going through is at the moment, mm-hmm. then we become love. Yep. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then that's <laughs> why love is so multifaceted. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, even if you're like, you don't, we don't necessarily deserve Baba. I guess there's no such thing as being deserving of love, but it's like, we don't, we're not even able to accept Baba for who he really is until we're able to accept him for the darkness. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> I lo- no, I love that. I this love has been that. like an amazing, Michelle and I were speaking before we got on the podcast where we were saying that uh, a lot of times when we don't have a direction to go with the podcast and we're just kind of off the cuff, it's actually our best episodes. And this was, this was kind of one of those episodes. So yeah, Baba has was, a way well, of getting this message Barbie, out. I was like yawning and she asked me, do you, I can't even remember what you asked me, but I like couldn't, I was not putting two and two together in some states because my brain is a little fried. And I feel like that is sometimes where you just let it come through you. Like, I can't really remember in this moment exactly all that we talked about just now. Cause no I idea. feel like something was just like, I was just like coming through, you know, like, um, so it's always fun to listen back to these ones. Yeah. And be like, Oh, that's a good point. I, I should be friends with that person. (laughs) Um, Um, So just a side note about the beads on one string series. If you're a listener and you are not, maybe you are familiar with Maribaba, but it's not necessarily the thing for you, or you have had other, some other experience before Baba um, reach out to Michelle and I, or, you know, somebody that is a friend of yours that has a really deep spiritual connection to something else. Um, cause we want to get them on the podcast. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to, to kind of intersperse 
that that series into into this and and to talk to some folks because I think it's really important you know as Baba talks about like to find the similarities between all of us right to to unite all the beads like one string so um on one string so very excited for that and it's all Baba it's all Baba um, and just if you ever need to get in contact with Michelle and I, um, our I believe our emails are in the description. Mm-hmm. And then you can always find us. I'm on Instagram as the dot basic dot no sorry the dot basic underscore fit dot chick. And then um, or Michelle, your other Instagram. Oh yeah, my other Instagram is the dot new dot life dot coach for the new life coach <laughs> yes <laughs> if anybody needs to get a hold of me and michelle's instagram is a lot easier i'll let her say that it is at living in abundance 92 don't hate the name hate the game. <laughs> <laughs> all right michelle would you like to close this out with the beloved god prayer i would love to amazing beloved god Help us all to love you more and more and more and more and still yet more till we become worthy of union with you and help us all to hold fast to Baba's Dhamma till the very end. Avatar Meher Baba Ki Jai.